The year was 1965, and in southeast Roanoke, the owner of a nightclub called Papa Joe's brought in a couple of topless go-go dancers. The strippers was getting old, and we saw so much publicized on topless go-go's, and we decided to bring them here and try them. Podcast. We lost so much good content. Like I, I predicted the winning lottery numbers for tomorrow. And everyone's gonna have missed them now. So thanks, Jordan's laptop. So anyway, um, this is the Quarantine Podcast, episode six, Saturday, July eighteenth, ten twelve a.m. Now <laughs> we're here in the living room. I'm Jordan, Emma, and we're missing our third chair, G. 
and we couldn't get a guest chair in time because everyone has a life or something. Or like people who weren't busy with like a legit thing, like Raven is going out of town for something. I don't know what. Direct callouts this this episode. Uh, Brian and Sarah have something very important going on. I wish them luck with that. Um, but like everyone else, I asked like, "Oh, I'm too shy. I I don't talk enough." Hmm. And so I'm gonna put a carrot on the stick for everyone uh, going forward. I have because I am such a fanatic about the buttress pillow. <laughs> um, I've it's gotten true. I've gotten us three buttresses for the house so that each of us can have one to use. And we don't have to, like, give me the buttress. Mom said it's my turn with the buttress. So they every time I order one, I get keychains, I get stickers, and I get a 20% off coupon for my next purchase. So the next three guests we have from the Roanoke Discord, uh, they're going to each get a buttress keychain, which is like a little mm -hmm. mini purple butt. And it's really uh, fun and cute. Uh, might give out the We Heart uh, Butt sticker that I got on the arcade stick oh, over yeah, there. It's a nice and, uh, it's on the back. It's got one line. on the back of my um, thing. Damn. I'd give you the third one to put on your guitar case, but you got the gig bag now. What happened to your guitar case? That's a long, sad story. Except you're not, not that long. Basically, uh, I was moving out of East into Randy, mm -hmm. and I thought the, the guitar had been moved, but it hadn't. And it wound up in the um, arts studio for um, whatever the arts organization house is at Holland's. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been too chicken shit to go ask for it back. So I'm just waiting until I can sneak in there and grab it. Mm -hmm. So it's been it's been there. It's very sad, actually. Yeah, you've really personalized it, so you definitely don't want to lose it. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I've put like 70 bucks into like stickers and shit for that case, as well as like different accessories, and I've got sheets of lyrics in there and everything, so I'm, real, I'm, I'm still hmm, about it, you know? What the fuck? It's doing it again. Hold doing on. Doing what? Oh, wait, there it goes. It was like stopping, and now it's going again. Okay, I'm glad that it's going again, because I was not about to restart for the third time. All right. Like I love this podcast, but well, before if God is saying before we uh, got cut off last time, I was talking about a TV recommendation uh, for us that yes. we could watch. Genevieve, you look so cute. Where the oh, fuck did the God. remote go? I don't know where you put it. Oh, there it is uh, on the table next to your coat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So <clears throat> next to your large bottle of cocaine. Two thousand six. You were in elementary school. I was in yeah, middle school. I was eight years old. I don't remember how old I was. I must well, have you're been like three years older than me. So you would have been twelve. Yeah, I, I would have. We, we, we would have been. You would have been eleven for most of it, and I would have been seven for most of it. But we, I would have turned eight, and you would have turned twelve. So I was probably getting ready to leave elementary school because I think my first yeah. year of middle school was oh seven. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Mm -hmm. The FX Network aired a reality television show in March 8, 2006, and uh, this was created by Ice Cube and R.J. Cutler. Okay. Uh, before I mention the title, do you have any guesses as to what the reality show is? I mean, so it's Ice Cube and who? R.J. Cutler, some producer guy. Okay, I, I don't know who, I'm sorry. Um, I'm guessing just like Ice Cube was a rapper, wasn't he? Before he was an actor. Yeah. So it's some kind of like discovering new hip hop <clears throat> artists thing. You wish. Um, oh God, what, what was it? The show title is called Black Period White Period. Do you want to have another guess at what the show was? 
It was a reality show. It wasn't like sketch comedy or something. No, it was a reality show. Everyone was in getting into the reality game in the oh, mid two yeah, thousands. Because like Desperate Housewives or whatever, Real Housewives. Real yeah. Housewives. Desperate was Housewives big. is fictional. Um, but yeah. So everyone was trying to get into the reality TV show space, including FX, who mm-hmm. we love now. They have a lot of great shows. That oh we yeah, did. they've really come up in the world. But in March eighth, two thousand six, Ice Cube and RJ Cutler created a show that got picked up on their network called Black White. Do you know what Black White was about? I do not, but you need to tell me. <clears throat> I want you to guess. Give me okay. a serious guess before I get into it. A serious guess? Guess? Yeah. yeah. Uh. I would say a serious guess would be uh, it's about a mixed race family where, like, I don't know, did Ice Cube, like, marry a white woman and her family was, like, all waspy and they were like, oh, this will be fun. You wish. (laughs) All right. Black White is a reality television show on FX. The series premiered on March 8th, 2006 and followed two families of three, one white, the other black. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of on you're you're, on get, track. you're close. Through studio quality makeup, hmm. the two families, the Wurzels <gasps> no, and the Sparks, no, traded races no, no, and no, experienced no, what no, life no. was like in the other family's shoes. No, the show was produced and created by Ice Cube and R.J. Cutler. No. The series theme song was "Race Card," performed by Ice Cube, no. uh, and produced by Warren G. The series ran for five weeks, <laughs> ending in a double episode finale. So this is one season, six episodes, essentially. Oh my god. Uh, on FX in 2006. Oh no. That was a bad decision. How did that get funded? 2006 was a wild time. Yeah, I mean, I guess we hadn't even had the Obama presidency yet, had No, we? it was like right before Obama. Like, things really have like changed like a lot. Yeah, I mean, Haven't they? I mean, yeah. I mean, well, that's that's like, the thing. Yeah, but no, but yeah. See, but that's the thing. I think is like I think it's a result of like the internet and what have you. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I sound, I sound like a crazy person there, being like, "Oh yeah, the five G is going to melt my brain." <laughs> but no, I think that people have so much more access now outside of their little bubble that they did like in the eighties or whatever. Like to order a magazine now, you don't have to go look at a book full of magazines at your local record store. You know what I mean? Like it's just everyone is so much more connected that it really shouldn't be a surprise to us that things are happening much faster now. Hmm. All right, but so wow. um, we're gonna watch it. I gotta find. We're gonna watch it. We have to. Once George ah. gets back, we have to watch it. <laughs> um, I gotta find it. It's on DVD, oh but I have to imagine that DVD is expensive. expensive. <laughs> so we gotta find it. I tr- I checked PlayStation. It's not streaming on any of our apps. Well, it's check not websites that aren't one of our apps. That's where I have to check next. Yeah. But uh, it got an award. It got an award. It got an award. For who? The Emmys. It won an Emmy for it won out. An Emmy. Uh, it won an Emmy for outstanding makeup for a series <laughs> non prosthetic. <laughs> and it was not. So that is an Emmy. It got. Uh, <sighs> Nominated for an Image Award, which is like uh, the yeah. Black Culture Awards, right? TV and such. Mm-hmm. So I have the TV on because I want to pull up on the TV via the power of Smart View, Google Images, or? and you'll see. You'll tell me if this is Emmy Award winning makeup or not. Okay. And it's like a few of them. Yeah. For those of y'all not in the know, I used to do uh, stage makeup and costuming. 
uh, for a couple different places, including like Holland's Theater. Um, but I also did it for some stuff back in Texas. Okay, so there you go. There's the black family on top, then on the right they're putting white face. White and face, they, okay. They, yeah. you know, that's, that's ostensibly what it is. Mm-hmm. And then on the bottom you have them in black face on the left, and yeah. then in their regular face oh on the right. Um, I'm just going to say, like, the dad from the white family looks like he's about to reach through the television screen and kill me. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's intense. Um, <laughs> the black family doesn't look right at all. Well, I think, I think it's... It's way easier to go black than it is to go white. Well, the the issue is that there's different, like, bone structure and yeah. distribution of, like, facial, um, cell, not cellulite, but, like, 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 you know how, like, your nose is, um, cartilage. Mm. And these things, just because of, like, how... Like, obviously, race is a fiction, but there are certain biological markers that are passed down from parents. It's yeah. like how my mom has red hair and blue eyes, and I have red hair and blue eyes. Yeah. Um, that make it... That make certain features very racially identifying. Yeah. And um, European features, because they're so mainstream... Yeah. We tend to expect them on everyone. So... Which is why it, it looks, quote-unquote, normal, like, to European beauty standards to see that sort of nose shape on someone of any race, but seeing someone with a nose shape that looks black mm-hmm. on someone that's meant, that's meant to be white, it it just it doesn't quite sit right. So I need everyone at home to Google black, white, FX, and look at the images of like it's everyone in the makeup. Else. It's weird. So we're looking at the black father right now put in white face. Would you believe, if you saw him on the street, would you believe that that is a white man? I don't really look at men. Uh, generally, when I look at a man um, in the wild, as I like to say, I kind of, my first instinct is to look around for the woman that's meant to be supervising him because of Holland's whole policy. Yeah. Where men aren't allowed on campus unescorted. Uh, <laughs> I... What about the, the black mom in white face? Shit. Um, I, I, I'd honestly... Like, if, if I saw her and you asked me to make, like, an honest assessment, I would probably just say that she was very, very light-skinned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like, again, like, there's just certain... Like, it's like how um, forensic scientists can tell the race of a person from the shape of their um, skull. Yeah. And what have you. Here's the white daughter put in blackface. <laughs> it's just... It's so unnerving. And I just, I can't imagine signing up for that, you know? I can't imagine it's very being intense. the white family to sign up for that. And it's, like, it's the whole I thing of, like, it doesn't, it's not right because it doesn't, like, you can't really get the experience of being white or black or whatever just by putting on makeup. No, it's a, it's, it's a lived experience. It's generational, you know? What do you think about the, the black sun? Um, I would say they just kind of made him look like a very attractive lesbian. <laughs> you he know? does. He's he's like, ro- he's rocking the early Bieber look like, a little like, bit. Like if, if, I, if, I, if I met that person at like the park or something, I'd be like, oh. Blackface on here somewhere? Because out of everyone, it's fucked up. But like, Is I, that him up there on the right? Or no? Uh, that's... Oh, never oh. mind. He looks awful. He looks 
horrid. He looked. There was a picture. It looked so fake. There was a picture like this one from the front with mm-hmm. the side by side where he looked. He actually looks the best out of all of them. Yeah. But like on that side shot there, like no, mm-hmm. there's no way. I I just I do not know why you would do this. Uh, like beyond the whole, like it's a social experiment, like. I don't understand how you sit down and sign a contract to that, knowing that your name is going to be attached to that for life. Well, I don't know any of their ah, names. That's so stupid. Do you want to talk about something oh else God. stupid? Sure, yes. Anything to get off of this topic. <laughs> so, you know I like history. History is my best subject in school. Yes. Um, I like American history. I like European history. I like world history. Like, any kind of, like, documentary like about any kind of like history from wherever it's like i'll check that out Mm -hmm. i have some german history for you right now oh god now now emma you have a you're well versed in german history right by necessity yes well this is like way earlier than all that than all that stuff you're well uh familiarized with this is the erfurt latrine disaster have you ever heard about this i'm sorry can i see the name because that's french uh, well, it was during... Oh, Erfurt latrine disaster. I've got no idea. It was during the Holy Roman Empire, so, like, the language <laughs> might yeah. have been, like, a bit, like, not as uh, evolved. So, it was like, different. So, like, French and German might not have, like, differentiated that much at that point. But they're not from the same rat root. I thought they were. I thought... No, no, no. no. French is a, rom- is a romance language. Uh, German is a Saxon language, I believe, is the term. Yeah, but I thought French came from... Latin and German sort of mingling. I don't think so because it's part of why German <clears throat> is so much easier to learn as an English speaker. Mm-hmm. Is because English and German have the same Germanic root. That's the word. Yeah. So yeah, so French is totally different. Right. Well, the Erfurt Latrine disaster was an event that occurred in Erf- in the Erfurt Duchy of Thuringia mm-hmm. in 1184, where a number of nobles from across the Holy Roman Empire. We're meeting in a room at the church at the uh, Church of Saint Peter, only for their combined weight to cause the floor to collapse oh into a latrine beneath no. the cellar, which Ugh. led to dozens of nobles drowning in liquid excrement. I mean, good. But at least sixty people died in this accident. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sixty. Oh my God. Can you imagine, like, your servant comes home, because they weren't allowed to eat there. Yeah. Your servant comes home and tells you, like, like I'm so sorry, your husband died. And you're, you're like, oh my god, how did you, was it? was he shot? Was he, like, stabbed? Was he poisoned? Was this whole thing just some kind of elaborate ruse to upseat the power? And, and this poor person has to go, now you know that whole thing about not shooting the messenger, right? 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 He drowned in the sea of shit. Uh, I can't even imagine what they were talking about, but uh, like I can only imagine Heinrich sitting there eating his Venus. Oh, she's coming us so and so annoying. Oh, I'm so glad we can have these meetings where we can dish on the commoners a little bit. Oh, the floor is creaking beneath me. And then just to call karma. Yeah. So let's see. A feud between Louis III, Landgrave of Thuringia, and Archbishop Conrad of Mainz, uh, which had existed since the defeat of Henry the Lion, intensified to the point that King Heinrich VI was forced to intervene, and he was traveling through the region during a military campaign against Poland. Uh, Heinrich decided to call a diet in Erfurt. 
where he was uh, staying to mediate the situation between the two and invited a number of other figures to the negotiations. Nobles from across the Holy Roman Empire were invited to the meeting, and many arrived on the 25th of July to attend. Just as the assembly began, the wooden floor of the provost of St. Mary, in which the nobles were sitting, broke under the stress and, peop and people fell down through the first floor into the latrine in the cellar. About 60 people died, and King Heinrich was said to have survived only because he sat in an alcove with a stone floor. This is my greatest <laughs> fear, you know? <laughs> drowning in an ocean of shit? Mm, falling through the floor. Like, yeah. like, the drowning would almost be a relief at that point. Because at least I don't have to live with everyone knowing that I broke a floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was telling you I had a daydream yesterday about the floor to our stairwell breaking and me yes. not being able to get to work. It's like, oh no, I can't escape my apartment. I guess I have to stay here. <laughs> um, moving on to modern history. Mm. Modern history that we're living in right now. Sure. This story was written July 10th, 2020. It comes from uh, to us from uh, The Standard. Hmm. Uh, Niagara Falls Strip Club set to open without strippers Saturday. I'm sorry? What are they going to do? Uh, they're going to open Saturday without strippers. So it's just going to be like a room full of like a lot of, a lot of smoke, bad music, and, and weird men? Men in sweatpants, yeah. Yeah, and like a really bad buffet. Yeah. Regional health inspectors will be keeping a close eye on scantily <laughs> clad waitresses at a Niagara Falls Strip Club patio Saturday to ensure serving food doesn't cross over into the realm of live entertainment. On its oh Facebook God. page, the Sundowner on Lundy's Lane announced its historic reopening for Saturday at 3 p.m., complete with a photo of its... 3 p.m.? Yeah, like, who's going oh. to the strip club, like... At that time of day, that so un out. that unholy hour, yeah, like the lighting won't be favorable because like strippers are attractive, but like no one's attractive without the right lighting, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I have to edit this silence out. Yeah, you can do it. I believe in you. Uh, Management of the strip club did not respond to interview requests from the Standard Friday, but Niagara's acting medical officer of health said that under provincial emergency orders to fight the COVID-19 pandemic, live uh, entertainment, including adult entertainment venues, are not permitted to reopen. Their intention is to open a patio as food service venue with less than completely uh, clad servers, said Dr. Mustafa Hirji. <coughs> So public health inspectors will be there to inspect the premises as it opens. Hirji said if the inspectors see any infractions of provincial orders, like an actual strip show, they can shut the premises down. Although the photo posted at the Sundowner on, uh, by the Sundowner on Facebook shows the patio site to be covered with a roof, Hirji said it does not qualify as an indoor venue because there are no walls. The province recently made a change to its definition of a patio, Kirji said. If it's covered by at least two of the four, uh, if it's covered but at least two of the four sides are open, then it qualifies as a patio. Huh. The province has moved much of Ontario, uh, including Niagara, into the second phase of its pandemic economic reopening. That phase allows restaurants to serve customers on outdoor patios, provided staff take the proper infection control measures and tables are set far enough apart to allow for physical distancing. Live entertainment from concerts to live theater to, uh, to burlesque shows 
are not permitted under phase two because of these events uh, represent increased risk of spreading the novel coronavirus, which causes potentially deadly COVID-19 disease. As, uh, as long as the Sundowners patio does not include live strip shows, the strip club will be allowed to operate according to Hirji. The club has been erecting its patio through most of the week, uh, although it's unclear if the establishment uh, required approval from the bylaw offices of either the city of Niagara Falls or the Niagara region to build the outdoor space. While the Sundowner may be opening for uh, opening the door for other clubs to operate during the pandemic, other adult entertainment owners are opting to wait out the storm until stage three of reopening. Garm Grisafi, who owns Mint's Adult Entertainment, a competing Niagara Falls nightclub on Main Street, said he looked into the requirements of opening a patio uh, and costs, but it didn't make financial sense to invest as much as $30,000 oh in setting up an outdoor patio for a few months. Our attraction is the dancers. For me to open up a patio, just to have a patio, I really don't think it's in my best interest because I was told you cannot have any live entertainment in the patio area. You can't have dancers walking around topless. You can't have them going on stage or doing a table dance. Um, oh, this is a really long article, but you yeah. get the gist of it. Yeah. So, I don't get it. It doesn't sound like it's worth it. It doesn't sound like it makes sense, because why can't a stripper dance because it's not like she's belting out the tunes like at a concert and yeah. people aren't going to be like crowding around together mm. like at a concert oh yeah <laughs> but like just to have the indoor club open people at their tables just watching the show on stage that seems like it would be totally fine well I think the issue there is that it's an enclosed space mm -hmm. and scientists are worried that COVID is becoming airborne wasn't so, it always airborne? And not quite so it's like Part particulates could travel through the air, but it's different from being airborne. I don't, I'm not an epidemiologist mm -hmm. or a scientist or anythingist. Um, I don't know. To me, it's just like that. Just seems like a lot of effort to go through for what's not going to be very good money, mm -hmm. like for the dancers or for the club owner. And also, like, who's going to go pay for that? Yeah, it's like Hooters. You know, I never got the appeal of Hooters. Yeah, I never. We used to have a Hooters here, but I never went because, mm -hmm. like. I was young and, like, didn't feel comfortable going <laughs> to a titty restaurant with my dad. Oh, God. So. Yeah. Well, I just don't get the appeal of places like Hooters. Like, I, I understand strip clubs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's a naked lady in front of you dancing. The, the lights are low. The music's bumping. Like, okay, I get that. Like, she, like, gives you a lap dance. Like, yeah, that makes sense. I do not get Hooters because, like, like A... I've seen the pictures of, like, people that work at Hooters. I don't get that. Like, okay, that sounds so mean. I just, I, I don't get the whole, like, beach, like, bleach blonde, bottle tan, short shorts thing. Uh, not something I go for all the time, but it is appealing, like, if you're in the mood for that sort of thing. I get, I just don't get men, I guess, is the problem. But I don't, I don't see the point. I don't see the point. Uh, the point is, you're a simp, and you're like, yeah, I'll buy wings so I can see a girl in a tube top with big Again, tits. I don't get tube tops. I do not understand them at all. I don't get the appeal. Ah. So, more sexy COVID news. Oh, my God. Worried about coronavirus while having sex? Wear a mask, says a new study. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <clears throat> This comes to us from CNN.com. Look, uh, look, I'm just going to say, if you're out there swapping fluids already, 
Yeah, like why not? Y- you know, I feel like you're you're already like going going for it. Do you have your phone on you? Mm, it's charging. It's all the way over there. I was gonna say, you, like, go on Pornhub and oh like God. look up COVID nineteen porn, and you'll see like a <laughs> lot of videos of like people fucking in masks. Ah, it's fun. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> it's just like it's just fun to see what people latch onto. Like, it's like Pornhub is very much like the the litmus it's very much like what's in the public consciousness right now mm-hmm. because like like something will happen and then like everyone on Pornhub who who's like a content creator on there will like jump on it you know i'm i'm going to quote Gary Goldman here okay you want to stump Pornhub search orthodox jew i bet i could find you something can't. You i'm can't. A, i'm a, i saw that special and i tried it and there's nothing I'm going to pull up Pornhub right now. Oh, my God. On air. It's a horrible, horrible corporation. Completely immoral. It is. But, but, you know. There's a long list of, like, actual children whose sexual assaults have been filmed and broadcast on Pornhub. Don't. Don't what? Don't make it sad for me. (laughs) Like, where am I going to go? Oh, my God. Yeah. Go Uh, Go down the street to the Snappy Mart or whatever it is they sell. Magazines and DVDs. I mean, I can't find Orthodox Jew, Aha! But, but like, I'm finding e- Orthodox Christian girl. That's totally different. That's a whole different category. Jewish teen gets the BBC. Whole different category. Uh, Aryan Jewish hot wife fucked by big black dick deep inside her pussy. Okay, that's just like a contradiction. What do you mean? Aryan. I don't know. It's right? A-R-Y-A-N. I don't know what that means. Uh, somebody couldn't spell is what it means. That's weird. Yeah. Okay, so now that... Oh, I mean, I might as well bring it up here since it, like it's on my device. Oh, my God. COVID. Oh, my God. Genevieve, come save your mother. COVID-19... Uh, 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 uh. Almost caught by parents during COVID nineteen quarantine gag and reverse cowgirl. Who are you fucking if you're living with your parents? Your stepsister, I guess. Oh my god! Your quote unquote Aww. stepsister. That shit's disgusting. Let's bring it up on the smart view. No. I'm bringing it up on the smart view, so I gotta ah. have to give you my tablet. George is gonna kill me. Why? What do you mean? Why is she going to kill you? Because, like, I brought up porn on the big TV. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Like, gotta do research. Oh, my God. Ultimate COVID-19 Thought Nurses Compilation. Um, afraid to get infected with COVID-19 and took a friend to a secluded place. Uh, what else we got? Uh... My uncle treats me from COVID-19 with his dick and sperm. In 4K. No less. God. What is wrong with people? When this all kicked off, there were a lot of ones where people... Yeah, like this. COVID-19 coronavirus. Horny slut has to use protection during the outbreak. And, like, uh, they got the masks and stuff on. They sure do. Yeah. But you know what those masks aren't going to protect you from, Jordan? What? STIs. How long has it been since you looked at straight pornography? Like, a man and a woman. What? 
you're funny. I mean, I know you used to. Like you. Ah, this is my personal business. I'm gonna make you edit this shit out. I'm not gonna edit it out. Ah! We just won't tell. George is not gonna listen to this anyway. She doesn't want to hear us. Everybody else is gonna listen. Ah. Uh, not everyone else. Have you seen our numbers? No, I have not seen our numbers. They're, you keep all that very important information to yourself. Well, they're not good. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> so I don't want to show What are our numbers, huh? Like 8 million right now? Right, I want to say. Fuck no. <laughs> like five people listened to the last episode. God damn. Everyone, everyone listened to episode one and two and then dropped off. <laughs> <clears throat> damn. Anyway, back to the news story. Practice social distancing. Wear a mask. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. The, re- the recommendations to prevent coronavirus are, fam- are a familiar refrain to most Americans. There's little guidance, though, when it comes to sex in the age of COVID-19. And the answer is, like, you don't have it, right? Yeah, like, unless you're living with them. Yeah. It sucks to suck. And, like, I don't have anything going on as desperate oh, as I am. Poor Jordan. Three- you hear that, ladies? He's desperate. Three Harvard physicians examined the likelihood of coronavirus infection in a number of sex activities, and to better prevent infection during sex between partners who haven't been isolating together, people should wear masks and avoid kissing, authors write. These and more recommendations were published in the Annals of Internal Medicine. Annals, I think. Annals, annals, whatever. Yeah. Not the annals, <clears throat> though. Coronavirus' sexual transmissibility, uh, transmission of bit a bit, has been rigorously studied. Has not been rigorously studied. Hasn't been rigorously studied. But we do know it's a highly contagious respiratory illness that spreads through droplets like coughs, sneezes, and spit. The sexual health implications of these recommendations have little received little attention, even though it appears that in all forms of uh, in-person sexual contact carry risk for transmission of the virus, said Dr. Jack Turbin. Study lead author and resident at Harvard Medical School, where he studies the mental health of transgendered youth. Sex puts partners within close proximity, so partners are likely to be exposed to these droplets. And since an estimated 35% of coronavirus patients are asymptomatic, sex could uh, provide the prime conditions for the infection. I mean, I figure if there's no fluids going on, you're not having a good time. So, like, could you think of anything? less sexy than wearing wearing, than having to wear a face mask I mean you gotta make it into something yeah it can be sexy under the right conditions but it's like if both people are wearing masks like who's the burglar breaking into the home you're both burglars you met in the home (laughs) you're both burglars (laughs) you met in the home just like uh, the people who got into the car crash last week the music starts playing exactly at last (laughs) I don't know the rest of the words. Has come along. Yeah. My lonely days are over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just, I figure you gotta be, you gotta make it something that you're into, I guess. Or you could make your own masks that are like hyper realistic to your own faces. <laughs> <laughs> Would you hmm. have sex with Georgia if she was wearing a mask of your face? And no. Would she, and no. you were wearing a mask no. of her no. face. No, 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 no. I would not. I would not do that. I would never do that. I don't want to look at my own face. Are you kidding me? It's a turn off. Jesus, have you seen me? Come yeah. on. No, nah, man. Major turn off. I don't know. Everyone's into you, so you must be doing something right with that face. Not everyone. Thank you. 
All right. Look, have I had, like, two engagement proposals? Yes. But <laughs> I don't have a ring on my finger. This next story comes to us from BreakingWide.com. Bikini-clad woman dancing after being involved in a car crash is arrested what? by Spanish police. A bikini-clad woman uh-huh. dancing after being involved in a car crash... Was she just, like, happy that she lived? ...was arrested by the police in Spain. Which car was she in? <clears throat> well, let's get into it. Mm. A bikini-clad woman dancing after being a blah 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 In an extremely bizarre incident in Spain, a bikini-clad woman responded to being in a car crash with lots of dancing... The woman wearing just swimwear and sunglasses was handcuffed and arrested following her bizarre reaction to the collision in Lepe, Spain. Footage taken by the shocked bystanders show the woman emerging free from the passenger side of a badly damaged black car. The vehicle's bumper was crushed in the collision and plumes of smoke billowed out of the wreckage amid shattered glass on the ground. Oh my God. The lady was filmed dancing next to the wreckage before striding up and approaching an officer and attempting to lightly slap him across the face. Just like... Eh. 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 Slapping a police officer is a surefire way to get arrested no matter what it country really you're in. It really is. It really is. Um, I think even acting <clears throat> like you're going to slap a police officer will get you arrested. He then leads her away towards a parked police van uh, as another officer emerges. At this point, the woman resists arrest and begins to scream as the two officers throw her to the ground and place her in handcuffs in a bid to restrain her. The unidentified woman was one of four people who suffered minor injuries after she hit another vehicle. She passed both drink and drug tests despite her bizarre behavior and was taken to a hospital for examination by doctors. Is there some kind of, like, mental instability there? Possibly. Or maybe she's, like, yeah, she's just loving life. Like, I survived this uh, horrible incident. Well, which car caused the collision is what I want to know. Didn't say. Yeah. These guys, uh, they're not very thorough with their reporting. Maybe she was just, like, delirious after the impact. There was some kind of, like, head trauma. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, Wild. This next story comes to us from straightstimes.com so that's the straights like dire straits oh I thought it was like like, like news for straight people I was like why do, why do I care about this news for straight people they've invented a slightly different shade of khaki pants I was gonna say like it's gotta be about khakis <laughs> something like that <laughs> these new cargo pants have an extra pocket and you'll never guess where it is mm. nowhere, nowhere near my butt I hope no 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 it's, it's actually it's like in the crotch Oh, that's so straight. So, so you can feel like a big man when you put your money in there? Oh. Like, can, yeah. I, can I fit my Nutrisystem for men in there? <laughs> yes, yes you can. Oh, man. I love Nutrisystem for men. It's finally great to be able to get on a diet plan that won't make my dick fall off and turn into a vagina. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> HRT for cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Straits Times. Poland police hunt for fugitive ex-soldier and his puma. You have no reaction to that? I just, like, I heard somebody, like, yell outside at the same time. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah! That's, that's the, that's the, that's the ex-fugitive in his puma. It sure is. All right. Don't get a puma. Don't do it. Don't get an exotic animal. So, this happened in uh, Warsaw. Poli- mm-hmm. Polish police are on the hunt for a former soldier who fled into a forest with a puma after to avoid uh, handing it over to a zoo. About 200 officers have been involved in trying to track down the former Afghan war veteran 
and the big cat for three days. Um, it's it's not what it, what's a Polish accent? I don't know. Fuck the Poles. Yeah, well, I you know I gotta do I my do impersonations and accents. I do not know. Should I read it like Kermit the Frog? Yes, yes, you should. It's not a it's not a cuddly toy. It's uh, one of the most dangerous animals in the world, and it could be a real threat to people's lives. Said, uh, oh God. <laughs> Can I see? Iwa. Let me see. Zagrabinsk. This. It's like third paragraph or second yeah, paragraph yeah. down. Um, yeah. Iwa Zagrabinskia. Zagrabinskia. Yeah. Zagrabinska. Some uh, someone Polish used to live in this apartment. I think we have some of his mail around. Uh, oh like, yeah, uh, we do. Zabrewski something. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. The police keep coming here looking for him and like Enrico. Yeah, and Enrico, and then the other, other one. The other, like a lady, I think. Like we've had three separate incidents at least where a police officer or a sheriff has come here, said the name of someone else to me, and I've had to go. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. And I'm confident that mm-hmm. our downstairs neighbors on the bottom floor are drug dealers of mm-hmm. some kind. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want. Anybody to call the police and then look it up, go up to us and be like, "You've been withholding information," because I don't care what anybody else is up to. You it, know, it's just a hunch. But it's yeah. just a guess. We just think they're so sketchy. Keeping such dangerous animals is banned in Poland, and the man had been ordered by a court to turn the animal over to a zoo. Zoo officials went to his house in southern Poland on Friday, but he threatened them with a knife before fleeing with the puma on a leash, according to local media oh reports. On a leash? What's oh. a leash gonna do to stop a puma? I have a hard enough keeping time keeping Genevieve on a leash, and she's, she's like, what, like eight pounds? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is an adult <clears throat> puma gonna do to a leash? Gazeta Wyborksa. The, the, the puma old owner, right? Uh, no, new, no, is the newspaper... So it's the Gazette of Wyborska said that the man had uh, bought the animal six years ago in the Czech Republic and had been raising it at home. Police declined. How do you keep a puma for six years? I don't know, man. He's baller, though. Oh my God. Police declined to give details on the hunt, with spokesman Tomas Grabos telling AFP only, We are continuing uh, our operations. But the fugitives have one. have won support in some quarters. When the heartless court decision forced him to flee, he is hiding in the forest. Uh, Darius uh, Wojciechowski, mayor of the <laughs> southern town of Mislovis, Mislovic, said on Facebook, uh, maybe someone could take a more humane look at this case, uh, he said, posting images of the man identified as Camille S., and the puma called Nubia. So yeah, let me pull that up on the screen. I want to see a picture of the puma. Yeah, the puma's cute. I'm sure. Pumas are adorable. Like, as long as they're like 50 feet away from you. <coughs> mm-hmm. With behind multiple like chain link fences or something. Mm-hmm. I don't want a puma in my house. Mm-hmm. So loading up on the TV any second now. There we go. Oh my god, it's adorable. Mm-hmm. It looks like just like a little kitty sized up. Yeah. I mean, that's what cats are. Cats... Oh, yeah. Pound for pound, they're, like, the most deadly predator. Yeah. So, we w- do we wish luck to Mr. Camille, or do we wish him to turn over the animal? Do Are we in support of the unbreakable bond he has with this beast, 
or are we siding with uh, the Polish police? Oh my god, who you, I hate you. <laughs> who your people have a conflicted history with. Oh my god, okay, okay, I'm just gonna say I hate the Poles, I hate <laughs> the police, however... Do you hate the police? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Either this man is gonna get his arm bitten off by the puma, okay, or... He's gonna get caught somehow, hopefully, or someone's gonna shoot the puma. Like it's one of those three options. Either the puma's gonna bite off his arm and he's gonna bleed out to death in the middle of nowhere, and the puma we found. He'll come to his senses, which I think is the least likely option, and turn in the puma. Or the puma will be shot by somebody. I Probably hope, the police. I hope that does not happen. Well, then he's got to pick option number two, doesn't he? All right. You can't keep a wild animal that is designed to kill in your house. I think we've done pretty good so far by ourselves. I think we've got we? time enough for one more story. Oh, sweet. This comes to us from The Guardian. Ah. New York's hungry rats torment alfresco diners after lockdown <laughs> famine. New York City is starting to tentatively emerge from the ravages of the coronavirus pandemic, but a revival in outdoor restaurant dining is facing a new hazard. A plague of rats. <laughs> Diners are facing a surge in rat activity following a lockdown period where the rodents were cut off from key food sources as businesses, including restaurants and grocery stores, shut down, forcing the rats to battle for snacks, even eat each other. Oh my god. Since June 22nd, New York City restaurants have been allowed to serve people again in outdoor settings, prompting sidewalks and car parking spaces to be dotted with tables and chairs. But the resumption of alfresco dining has led to uh, people having unexpected rodent companions for their meals. Uh, Giacomo Romano, who owns uh, Sizio, an Italian restaurant in Manhattan's Soho, said rats from a nearby park have been harassing diners since the outdoor meals were permitted. Last night, a customer had a baby rat running on his shoe, and I and I let you just imagine his reaction, Romano. Uh, told NBC. Romano and other business owners have called on the city to do more to reduce rat populations. As the city hauls itself out of uh, a pandemic crisis that has claimed more than 20,000 lives, new infections and deaths have dropped sharply since April, but New York City has postponed plans to allow indoor dining due to concerns over surging COVID-19 in other states, um, such as Florida, Texas, and Arizona. Uh, New York City has waged a long and often fruitless war against rats, with the rodents adapting uh, adroitly to the city's haphazard waste collection and disposal pr- uh, practices. Rats are a common sight in the streets and in the subway, where rodents have proven themselves adept at spiriting away slices of pizza. <laughs> pizza rat! <coughs> We're rats. We're rats. We're the rats. We pray at night. We stalk at night. We're the rats. I'm the giant rat that makes all of the rules. Let's see what kind of trouble we can get ourselves into. So, yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, I think you live in New York. Rats are kind of part of the deal, you know? You love New York. I do love New York, even though I got my hair pulled by a random person on the street when I was last there. (laughs) He just reached out and grabbed it. Do you want to admit right now on the air Hmm. that you acknowledge that New York is not nearly as cool as it pretends to be? Yeah, I think New York used to be a lot cooler before, like, Cuomo and, um, 
what's his face, the one that did, like, uh, Giuliani that did the big cleanup New York project. Like, you can no longer walk into a nudie bar <laughs> on Times Square, and I think that's a crying shame. Uh, and who's the current mayor? Cuomo. Fucking, no, Cuomo was the governor, didn't he? Oh, maybe. It was, uh, fucking some other dude that everyone hated. Giuliani, Rudy. It was, like, the one... Or... Alright. Uh, there was a whole song about it. Uh, on SNL, I think it was. Blame it on, um... Mayor of... Yeah. But fuck him. Fuck Cuomo. People think Cuomo is so great. Dude is a fascist. And no, I want to elaborate because I don't feel like it. You don't want to get political? Mm, not today. We can talk about something briefly political without getting too much into it. We were talking about how Donald Trump is using memory from cats at his rallies. That's true. And, like, I don't get it. It's it's just... I legitimately don't understand it. It doesn't fit his brand. Um, cats is a niche musical, even amongst musical fans. It's... It's my favorite musical, and I'm weird as fuck, so... The man could slap, like, MAGA on a toilet seat, and he'd sell a million by tomorrow. It's uh, de Blasio. De Blasio. Character. Yeah, that's who it is. Um, de Blasio, de Blasio, de Blasio, <laughs> blame it on de Blasio. Yeah, Something like I, that, yeah. I heard, like, under his administration, like, trash pickups are got cut down. Mm-hmm. So, like, New York smells now. Like, well, yeah. Like our building. <laughs> Have you noticed our building literally smells like shit when you go down to the second floor? It's because the downstairs neighbors have puppies, but they don't clean up after their puppies. And they leave their bags of trash in the hallway. I saw... The the lady was, like, scrubbing off their deck. Okay, good for her. So they, they clean it, but, like, the stench remains. It's real tough to get rid of the stench of shit. Of dog shit, yeah. Especially. So, yeah, we traded... We moved in here, yes. and our direct downstairs neighbors, who were, I guess, abandoning the apartment or whatever, yeah. like must have left piles of garbage in their apartment. It because, was awful. It was but, miserable. Because day one in our apartment, <laughs> it sme- before we even had a garbage can ourselves, before we even made garbage, it smelled like trash. And rotting fish. And uh, it was awful. Ugh. And then, like, the rest of the time, it smells so strongly of weed. <laughs> it does. It was, like, it was like a cloud of weed. I don't notice the smell anymore. I don't know if it's just because, like, I got used to it or, like, they've no. cut down. They, I think whoever moved in downstairs that's new doesn't smoke as much or at all. I thought it was, like, the, the neighbors with the dogs who were doing it, though, as well. I mean, maybe? I don't know. It doesn't smell <laughs> as bad ever anymore, really. Yeah. The, so, like, our apartment... Now it smells fine, but yeah. like going outside to the car, like That's I was, almost, I was almost throwing up this morning. Well, it's because of the heat as well. Like yeah. it's, it's like a hundred degrees, and there's trash in the heat, breezeway. Heat, dog shit, and trash. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be barf. Heat, dog shit, and trash. The quarantine story. <laughs> no, but I like our apartment. I really do. I like it too. I'm still trying to convince you to move out into a, a commune with me in Georgia. I don't want to live on a commune. Why not? Communes are cool. Communes are cool for the first 15 minutes. <laughs> and then, like, someone who wants to take advantage of the system moves in. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Leonard Lake. Uh, one of the... I, for, I don't know if they had a catchy nickname, but Lenny, Leonard Lake and Charles in two horrible serial killers. Brutal motherfuckers. Wow. Like, he went and lived on a commune. He lived on, like, a couple communes. And, like, 
fucked everyone over at the commune. <laughs> See, my issue is that I only get to live one life, you know? Like, I wish we knew for a fact that reincarnation was real, or that we had some way to, like, preserve your brain and put it into a new body or something, mm-hmm. which is some creepy sci-fi shit. Like, that would absolutely get abused immediately. Yeah. But my point being, I would love to go live on a commune, but I also want to go to grad school. Mm. And I also want to, like, have kids. And, like, like, there's just too many things... Like, I kind of wish that we were living in a time before the internet, you know what I mean? Because then it's just like, okay, here are your two options. Pick one. Yeah, but without the internet, I wouldn't have been able to read any of these awesome stories, and no one would be able to hear us uh, chatting about these awesome stories. We could start, like, a pirate radio show. Hmm. Like, back in, like, the 80s, man. (laughs) I could have been wearing hammer pants right now. Or parachute pants. Nothing's stopping you from doing that right now. This is very true. Other than, like, you can't find any anywhere. All right, next episode, I'm going to have parachute pants. Are you going to wear Jinkos? Uh, I'd love to. Are you kidding me? But apparently, actually, one of the communes that I was looking at the other night, because this is what I do in my free time, I get depressed, and then I look at Zillow and communes and adoptable children waiting for homes. (laughs) I live a sad life. Yeah, the FBI's not watching you. (laughs) No, I I really want to. Literally everything you just said (laughs) is something a cult would do. You're living on a commune, and you're scooping up abandoned children, malleable children, who you could shift into your way of thinking about, like, and it's a thing, but then it's like, well, but, you know, you need to kick in the money so that everyone, you know, we can use it to improve the commune, and like, you know, like, and like, you know, I'm not using the money. No, these aren't new Ray-Bans. I found these. Um, and then, like, the next thing you know, you're down in uh, New Guinea, and you're telling everyone to drink Flavor-Aid with cyanide in it. I really need to get through my books. I yes. need to finish reading Dune, and then I need to finish reading the Ed Gein book, and then I have a choice. Mm. I don't know if I want to read the Jim Jones book next, or if I want to read The Stand... Or if I want to read War and Peace or Confederacy of Dunces, because those just came in the other day. That's exciting. We need to trade books a little bit. I'm like, I'm reading Purity right now, mm-hmm. which is actually about, like, an eco, like, an environmentalist cult kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, environmental extremists. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a, lots of good options. Yeah, I have, I have, like, a ton of books that you probably dig. Absolutely. Like, you were reading my Ed Gein book a little bit. I was, I was, but then it freaked me out because I was reading it at yeah. night. Deviant uh, by Harold Schechter. Go pick it up on thriftbooks.com or wherever. Or downtown. Yeah. Go to, go to Too book Many no, Books. Book No Further. Book No Further. Too Many Books, I don't like them. O- you over don't like in, Too Many uh, Books? Over in uh, Grandin. Yeah. I'm not super into them as a bookstore. Mm-hmm. It's really claustrophobic in there. I have some really good vegetarian cooking books from them, Mm -hmm. and I kind of like the claustrophobia of it all, you know? Yeah, like... Like, I go down to the basement to get my sci-fi books, and... Like, we both hit our heads on the ceiling down there. This is true, but there's no creepy men that are hitting on me, so that's something. I think after this, you're gonna go do plasma after we finish recording. Oh, I have to, don't I? And you have to go donate plasma, not do plasma, the guy on Discord. Sorry, Plaz. (laughs) Um, and then I think I might go downtown to to book no further, see what they got. It's been a it's been a minute since I've been in there. If I give you a title to look for, we let me know if it's there. Uh, sure. What is it? I'll have to find it. But it's um another it's a it's the sequel to um 
Storming Heaven. Mm. It's about like the uh, so Storming Heaven is about the coal miner um, unionization efforts, mm-hmm. and the sequel takes place twenty years later. Okay, well, it's a really good sad book. I think that's about it for all of, uh, all of it for us right now. Yeah, so shop local, get some books, help me start a commune, mm, yeah. all the good stuff. And we'll see everyone again next week. George will be back. Yay! And, uh, yeah. So have a safe week, everyone. And uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.